Wait, that's a thing? Never heard of it. Oh, you have no idea. This is Haven Space, a safe place for fantasies. Brought to you by sex coach and researcher Sarah Perry. folks, this is Sarah Perry. Welcome to Haven Space and today we are going to be discussing threesomes. I have had a lot of requests for people who want to hear my opinion on having threesomes. So here it is, the ins and outs and what you need to do and definitely not do if you're looking for a unicorn. Um, so of course, um, what things you should expect to know by the end of this podcast will be things like um, what is appropriate, what isn't appropriate etiquette, kind of what issues can you expect to have come up when you're discussing having a threesome. Um, also, things like how to be safe and how to go about finding someone in a way that's respectful and consensual. And hopefully by the end of the podcast, then you will feel either prepared to go ahead and do the things you wanted to do or feel like you should do a little more research and try to let things happen a little bit more organically. Either way is fine. And hopefully you are going to find what you came here to find. Um, so what categories does a threesome fit into. Definitely can fit into categories of uh, gay fetishism. We um, have a long historical context of only liking sexual um, um, escapades, sexual taboos, when we can get something out of them. So in that same uh, breath, we have decided that things that are not exactly appropriate, like for example, homosexual behavior in our society, not to say that homosexual behavior is not appropriate, it's actually supernatural, it's exhibited all through nature and all through human existence also, um, but things that we consider taboo in our society get to benefit us when we uh, get to be accepted by us when we get a benefit. And in that way, we can turn things like girl-on-girl -girl sex that actually completely excludes men and interactions with masculinity into something that we profit from because we've now sexualized it. So there's a lot of that and a lot of the taboo of that type of sexualization uh, and exploitation of other people's sexualities um, that goes along with threesomes, especially the FFM uh, female, female, male threesome. So remember always that the terms I use, FFM, FMM, or MFM, depending on your dynamic, will refer to biological sex, um, male, female. But remember that these are actually just placeholders for who has uh, masculine and feminine roles in a um, kind of context. And that really masculine and feminine roles have nothing to do with your um, external genitals and they have nothing to do with your chromosomal lineup and that biological sex as well as gender are completely skewed, pathologized, and um, unreliable. And if you want to hear more about that at some point, I will be posting something on my YouTube channel about uh, the controversy with biological sex and gender. Um, so another thing people it can go into maybe is a category of group sex. People um, don't always consider threesomes group sex because three is a very, very small group, but there is definitely some um, element of group play that goes along with it. Why people like it? So I think that there is the perceived notion of a lot of focused attention on one person. Um, 
I tend to see that there's two different dynamics of attraction when it comes to threesomes. There are, especially threesomes that are initiated by um, men, um, I find that there is an assumption that there will be a lot of attention given to um, either the man if um, the person is a partnered person. He would like all of the attention if it's a female-female and male um, threesome. And separately, if the person is actually interested in another man joining, it tends to be not so much because they would like to have bisexual experiences with the other person. Sometimes it is, but typically it is the idea of focused attention for the female of the party. So it's crazy to think that a lot of what is actually very attractive about threesomes is the idea that there is somehow more targeted focused attention than even one-on-one. As you can imagine, even though this is fetishized, it's actually not the way threesomes tend to go. Um, Threesomes tend to have a lot of um, kind of breaks in attention and instead turn into a lot of dyadic sex, which is between two people and the other person either being a passive observer or simply like stroking someone or kissing someone without having a lot of body-to-body contact. And that is just because logistically it is much easier to have sex with two people than with three. Um, Again, we are only talking about threesomes. Group sex does not have similar issues because there are more people available to provide attention at different times. So you don't have the kind of Um, very focused and um, kind of high pressure situations that come up when you are the only person responsible for pleasure and for giving pleasure. Of course, this is different in a male-male threesome where potentially the attention should be focused on um, the receiver and then you could have some kind of more body interaction with uh, things like double penetration, double vaginal penetration uh, or anal vaginal penetration And a lot of times in gay relationships with all men, you could have double penetration also. And there's a lot more um, kind of contact through everyone during all of the experiences. Logistically, let's go back to things like the idea that positions that people think occur easily during threesomes would be something like... um, like if it's a female, female, and male threesome, something like the idea that one female could be performing oral sex on the other one, and then uh, the male is having sex with the one performing oral sex. Well, these things sound very sexy in theory, but in practice, they turn out to be kind of difficult because we have teeth and sex involves thrusting. And those just aren't things that should go together. So we think about all these sexy scenarios, but they actually don't um, happen in that way. Um, Another reason people would like this is that we have ideas of selfishness, of wanting all of the attention from one or many people. And a lot of times we don't have relationships that allow us to explore other people and threesomes become kind of the gateway into the world of open relationships and into having sex with other people in a way that your partner, I get, I guess, 
doesn't get to use against you. Um, and these are really difficult concepts because just because someone agreed to something ahead of time doesn't mean that they are not going to struggle with boundary crossing emotions and jealousy and resentment. And so we really try to explore those emotions before these things come up. But like I've said before, typically you don't realize that a boundary has been crossed until after it has been crossed. Um, it's hard for us to think about what we are going to respond like later to things because we are not like that. We just sort of go with the flow, think we're going to be fine, and then in the moment, emotions are intense and it's super hard to deal with. Um, also, remember there's a lot of social media interpretation of threesomes, and so a lot of the reason that people are having threesomes, I believe to be simply because they've become kind of like socially acceptable. Uh, they've become easy ways to open your relationship with your partner and um, almost like an expectation that when you're trying to juice up everything in the sex industry and in the, in the world for your sex life, you're going to throw another person in there to make them responsible for spicing it up for you. As you can imagine, this is typically not the case, but um, most people have this expectation, definitely. So where can you find it? Definitely in every teenager's fantasy. Um, because it's seen so much in social media, um, then we tend to have a lot stronger reactions to it. We've almost like conditioned ourselves to threesomes. Also, note that we've conditioned ourselves to female-female-male threesomes, and that a lot of times, even maybe as you, my listener, is going through this, you may feel uncomfortable with the fact that I brought up three gay guys having a threesome because social media and has not made it acceptable for us to like that. We have been conditioned and desensitized to the fact that women su should submit sexually to men. Therefore, it is acceptable for men to have a sort of harem of women, and it's not acceptable for men to have a harem of men. Um, so let's, uh, you know, like put ourselves into check when we're having these kind of gatekeeping emotions come up about, hmm, it's curious that I am submitting to this idea that was kind of fed to me and I actually had no control over. You can get on websites such as Adult Friend Finder or a lot of the swinging websites and you can uh, post on there that you are looking for a unicorn. Um, but I will say the community in general is not very fond of unicorn hunters as they are called. Um, there is a notion of people that are simply coming to poach other people to use for their sexual pleasure and then discard. And that's really not acceptable. Um, there is a lot that comes along with developing relationships. Even if they are exclusively sexual relationships, they are surrounded by respect and consent. And we don't get to use somebody for sex and then decide that we've gotten what we want out of them. A lot of times these unicorn hunters, they're looking for that one person that they can both use, abuse, and get rid of and possibly become even uh, vindictive towards and end up, you know, having arguments about long term. And people really don't deserve to be treated that way. So be very, very cautious about how you approach things. Um, dating apps uh, now hinge um, apps like Plenty of Fish, apps like Tinder, sometimes are held by couples and it'll say that they are looking for a third, definitely always girl. Um, I don't suggest going about it that way. I think that people on dating apps um, want to date pretty 
pretty traditionally uh, one-on-one. So potentially getting into websites that have more to do with swinging and fetish lives, I think is a better route as far as um, success. Possibly not so much as far as um, really respect because the community can be really resentful of people that are just unicorn hunting, but definitely uh, the people there are will at least be the right target, people who are already open to it. So I would begin there. Also, you can also find it through friendships. You must be careful. Um, But I think that most organic threesomes occur with friends. And there's a reason, okay? And here's my reason. And it's part of the beginning of our how to prepare section on threesomes. I want you to think about finding somebody who has both each of your individual um, relationships in mind when it comes to keeping them safe and keeping your emotions safe. And those people tend to be friends. And a lot of times they're friends with you as a couple, not with each of you individually, because those people are the people that are invested in seeing you together. Of course, there are risks involved. Um, Threesomes sometimes lead to emotions. Uh, Emotions of like romantic attachment. We don't want to destroy a a relationship currently because we are now engaged romantically with somebody else, especially if it is non-consensual. So let's make sure, non-consensual to the third person, obviously. So let's make sure that when we are choosing friends, that we are open about the fact that sometimes these friendships can become relationships and how will that be discussed as a couple if the couple is meant to survive that, right? Um, also find someone who is respectful of you and that you can be respectful of, have conversations about expectations. What do you see a threesome looking like? Do you see it looking like one person receiving oral sex, one person giving and then receiving penetration? So you want to have these conversations because things are going to happen. If you talk about them, things are not just going to happen because it came together that way. And it's much easier to get three people on the same Uh, plan if everybody has already heard the plan. It's much harder to just puppet master them. We've talked about this before. Um, Remember that your expectation is never the reality. There's always going to be strange things that come up that you don't realize and you're just going to have to deal with them as they come. Um, I think you should be transparent always about your intentions. A huge element of consent is having full awareness of what's going on. And if, for example, you want to have a threesome with someone and then to have it never happen again, that should probably be discussed ahead of time. And my three tips that I think are good for everything, but especially for group sex, would be to be extra hydrated. Um, Your body creates a lot more fluid when you're hydrated. That is the same for like the slimy vaginal fluid that ends up helping penetration, especially during long periods of time. Bring lube just in case. Uh, Lube is not bad. Lube is fantastic. It's super helpful and you never know when you're going to need it. Have toys charged in case you want to use them. Even if you don't think you're going to use them, it's good to just have them available. And of course, have boundaries set up as far as like fluid bonding, especially if two of you are already in a relationship because fluid bonding can be a, a real difficult point of contingency um, for some people. Some people may be okay with a threesome, but may absolutely not be okay with um, somebody having an orgasm with someone else. So try to make sure those things are discussed, but also know that 
sometimes we don't always have control. So a lot of times if you're in a situation where you're very, very, very heightened and you are about to orgasm, you may not have quick control to get out and go into somebody else or to, to, to take your mind somewhere where you're not even in that moment as close as you thought you were. Sometimes you don't even realize how close you are and it sneaks up on you, right? Um, how to be safe. Let's talk about testing. Every time, every time you have sex with a new partner, talk to them about testing. Talk to them about the last time they were tested, the last time you were tested. Have expectations for each other. Who's going to go get tested first after? How long should you wait? Typically, we want to wait about two weeks so that everything has had time incubation periods in case um, anything has popped up. And definitely keep everybody informed quickly if anything does come up in any of your tests. Remember, STDs and STIs are stigmatized, but they are not uncommon in our society. And they're certainly not uncommon in people that have big dialogues and sexual experiences with other people, but being able to have those discussions makes us safer because then we're not spreading to other people. Also know that a bunch of studies are being done that tend to show that people who are having consensually non-monogamous relationships have lower STD and STI rates than those that have perceived monogamous relationships. So keep that in mind when you're being forthcoming with people, when you're Dating people and sleeping with people who are dating and sleeping with other people, they tend to have lower rates of STDs and STIs. Um, remember birth control agreements, also very important. What would happen if someone got pregnant during one of these encounters? Those things have to be discussed in group. Ultimately, we do support women making the decision that's right for their own bodies, but we like to have preemptive conversations about how we can be there to support each other. Um, Remember also that if you're dealing with a moment in the middle of a threesome that is disrespectful, that it's probably not appropriate to cause a scene. It's actually never appropriate to cause a scene. It's a good idea if you need to to excuse yourself, but um, causing everything to come to a screeching halt is sometimes a little bit more than we intend to do. So definitely set up a traffic light system or some type of signal communication if you're feeling um, distraught or like you need more attention. I will say that one of the most useful tools in threesomes and in vulnerability in group sex is to look at each other in the eyes. And a lot of times if people are... Um, having a threesome and there's, especially if it's one of the first ones you've ever had, there's a lot of insecure emotions that come up. If you take time to look at each other in the eyes, to hold hands, to keep contact, then a lot of times those emotions of vulnerability go away because those people are showing you that they are present with you also. And that is a huge part of mitigating that um, pain of vulnerability. Um, so how to do it? Again, Maybe try out some of the websites. Go socialize at a sex club and talk to some of those people. Um, potentially break off, slightly off, from some group sex scenario if it's acceptable to everyone involved into something a little bit more intimate and just the three of you. Start friendships with people who are open to swapping sexual partners um, and know that they can be available for you as well as you could be available for them. You don't know what those friendships will lead you too. But always think about respecting and forming bonds with people as people. You're not using someone's body to fulfill some fantasy that you made up 10 years ago. You are um, connecting with someone in a way that can be special and 
really lifelong. So why not make it exactly the people that you want to be spending your time with? Like I said before, part of the etiquette is not to unicorn hunt in public. Um, if you're at a bar, definitely don't approach people asking them to come home with you. Um, another thing would be to be careful with your sites and what you say on these websites because it can be a turnoff for people but also extremely disrespectful and the community doesn't need more people coming in to objectify them um think about also policies for comfort um tend to be super patriarchal so when you're thinking about things that make you feel comfortable i suggest strongly that it's not acceptable to make one penis policies or things that make you for some reason, have less freedom than the person on the other side, especially than the person making the policy. I think those are huge red flags in a relationship. And I think someone who is willing to get something selfishly and not provide freedom for you to have the same selfishness um, have has elements of toxicity that probably need to be addressed. Um, lastly, I don't want to encourage people going out and finding a third person, like I said earlier, to spice up their sex life. If the sex life is having an issue, it's because it's having an issue. It has nothing to do with um, a third person and a third person doesn't come with a solution under their clothing. So similarly to even going to therapy, a therapist is not going to give you the solutions. They might give you tools, they might give you insight, but the work has to be done by you for you and those um kind of sexual exploration moments have to actually happen inside of yourself before they can be shared with other people in a way that is healthy and productive and isn't innately damaging to your relationships so um some terms you may want to know so mmf male male female tends to mean that there will be some contact between guys expected um Obviously, some trans people really like threesomes also, and it can be used to fetishize in different ways because they carry both feminine and masculine qualities um, if they choose to. Uh, unicorns, again, would be typically a woman who is looking for a couple, and they're considered unicorns because they are almost non-existent. And unicorn hunting, the term of looking for that person, um, is important. Um, so when you are thinking about having a threesome, um, remember consent, respect, always safety, STD, STI prevention, uh, condom use, separate condoms for each partner. Of course, um, lots of hydration, lots of lube, and make sure that you're not over drinking and crossing boundaries that you wouldn't have crossed if you hadn't been over drinking also. So to recap, we went over what unicorn hunting and having threesomes is, what it relates to sexually, why people like it. Um, we went over how to prepare, how to set up boundaries, how to stay safe, and how to do it with the proper etiquette. So thank you so much for listening this week, and I'll catch you next time. This has been another podcast of Haven Space. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Haven Space by Sarah and on Facebook at facebook.com slash Haven Space by Sarah. If you enjoyed this talk, consider becoming a patron and helping fund more talks like this in the future.